every scam has a little bit of a different tactic, but they all kind of do follow similar red flags. From MoneyFit by DRS, it's the MoneyFit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. I'm Todd Christensen, and today's guest, Rebecca Barr, has the fulfilling and sometimes heartbreaking job of helping the rest of us avoid or even react to scams and frauds. Get ready for a red flag adventure coming right up. From the beach to Boise, Rebecca Barr was born in Southern California, but moved to Idaho, where she started her career with the Better Business Bureau as the public relations and communications manager in the Boise area. Rebecca focuses on celebrating world-class businesses and helping build a marketplace of trust. With her husband, son, and dog, Rebecca enjoys exploring all that the Great West and Pacific has to offer. Rebecca Barr, welcome to the Money Fit Podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you here today. I've, I've appreciated uh, working with you in the community over the last uh, few years. Uh, we're in the middle of the pandemic as we record this. So, of course, we haven't uh, been able to run into each other much, but uh, I, I appreciate your work. Right. It's been great to getting to know you and all the work you've been doing as well. Well, Rebecca, we, we begin each podcast asking our guest one of our standard opening questions. So shall we give it a go? Yes. Okay. Outside of family members, who has had the biggest impact, positive impact on your finances? Well, one of my first jobs was working at a bank. I was young. I was in college. And that's really where I learned about balancing a checkbook and a checking Hmm. account. And I really learned about overdrafts, right? Like how if you, that $5 Starbucks could cost you $30 if you don't have that money in the account. So I would say my branch manager back in my first job at a local bank was one of the most impactful person on how I knew I was going to set my finances up for success long-term. What a blessing to have that as a first uh, job. Mine was flipping burgers at a fast Mm. food place. I didn't learn a whole lot about finances then. (laughs) No, but you got a lot of experience. (laughs) I did. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, we're going to be talking about some of the red flags that can all scams have in common today. I, I think it would be a shame if, if we didn't start our conversation with some of the most well-known scams like the Nigerian prince and the Haitian or Canadian lottery scams. But so how, we feel a bit prepared to avoid becoming victims generally. In an earlier conversation you and I had, you said that there are many common red flags that we should probably be aware of in case the scammer doesn't use the words Nigeria or lottery. Could we talk a bit more about that? Right, because every scam has a little bit of a different tactic, but they all kind of do follow similar red flags. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know those so we can hopefully recognize them if we ever are approached by a con artist. That would be great. So let's go ahead. What are what are uh, what's one of the uh, first red flags you would say, "Hey, this this should be a warning that there's something weird or fishy or not right going on." Right. So one of the first things scammers do is they prey on our emotions Mm -hmm. and it can be either fear 
or excitement. So talking about the Nigerian prince who just won the lottery, that's excitement, right? Mm -hmm. They are preying on that emotion and getting you excited. You can visualize yourself with this large chunk of money sitting in your checking account. Or the opposite of that is fear. If you don't do this, you're going to be in trouble or your family member is going to be in trouble and you're going to be a lot worse off if you do not listen to me. And so that's kind of the first telltale sign that they kind of go after. Now, can you give me an example of that fear? Where What kind of, it almost sounds like a threat, but what kind of... Uh expressions or where, where, where's that coming from that they're, they, you might feel that this person I've never heard of before actually might be legitimately threatening me. Right. And that goes into our second red flag of a scam and it's high pressure. And one of those is threats. And so it is it, that fear is a threat of a punishment. And oftentimes we hear about this is the sheriff's calling you, or if you don't call us back right now, there's going to be a warrant out for your arrest. Or the other version of this type of emotion is the grandparent scam. Mm -hmm. We hear a lot about this scam where older people are getting phone calls from someone pretending to be their grandchild in trouble and they need help. And so the grandparent has this fear of if I don't help out my family member, they're going to be worse off. That is that's something that has been growing over the last few years, I'm sure. But I want let me let me go back to what you you mentioned the sheriff calling. Mm -hmm. Now I've worked in uh among the, the prison and jail populations and that is one that really hits directly there that they get out of prison or out of jail and happen to be one of those on on a uh, receive a phone call and say look you owe us this and if you don't pay it we're going to send you the sheriff what is that is that not legitimate can that ever be legitimate well, of course, at some time, like, I don't want to say they're never legitimate, but the the sheriffs and police departments, they're not going to call you and give you a warning that we're, ha we have a warrant out for your arrest. And if you don't pay right now over the phone, mm -hmm. we're going to come and arrest you. They've always said, we're never going to give you a warning if we're going to come arrest you. <laughs> and then also they're not going to demand payment right then and there over the phone. And that's that sense of urgency of act now, which is another red flag. Right. And it's, it's, it's horrendous because they've just come out of their, they're serving their sentence and obviously don't want to go back in. And so there is a massive amount of fear that if they, if they do something wrong, they're going to end up right back where they were. So right. And unfortunately, sometimes the scam the scam artists do connect those dots because their whole purpose is to cast this wide net mm -hmm. of maybe this will connect the dots with this caller. So if they did just get out of jail or they do have a record of being in trouble, then they will connect the dots. So I do need to act on this. This is legitimate. Same with mm -hmm. a similar scam, the jury duty scam. If you recently did just have a letter saying that you had jury duty and you, you know, put it in a pile of mail, you never went back and looked up on. So if mm -hmm. you do get a phone call saying you missed jury duty, you have a worn out arrest, your brain might just connect those dots. And mm -hmm. unfortunately you might fall victim to that scam. And that that's just, they're just that wide net. They're just looking for a total random connection there. They're right. Not, they're not getting a list from the local courthouse of who's supposed to be showing up for jury duty. 
Right. And they use different tools to make them seem more legitimate, which is another red flag is how they use credibility. They Mm -hmm. really build credibility in hopes that you will think that they are legitimate with a well-known organization. So they might use a badge number from the sheriff, Ada County Sheriff's Department, right? So they're using the actual name of the department. They have a badge number. They're with an authority figure. And then they're also putting in that threat of punishment. And they they can give that bag over the phone or is this talking about like somebody actually showing up at your door? Oh, we've heard of people of, you know, recordings saying this is the Ada County Sheriff's Office or this is the sheriff's, sheriff's office. I'm officer so-and-so badge number, Hmm. blah, blah, blah. And there, it could be a real badge number. It could be completely phony. But if you're on the receiving end of this call, you might not think twice about that. And there's, most of us have no real way of checking that badge number other than calling the, the department directly, I guess. Exactly. So if you do get this call and you are afraid that it is legitimate, best thing to do is hang up and call directly to whatever agency they're claiming to be a part of and check the validity of what they're saying. Okay. So when we're talking about payments, because there is that one, a red flag that they're always looking for money? Okay. They're looking for two things, either your personal information or your financial information. And by personal information, they may already have your, your name, obviously they have your mm-hmm. phone number. What else might they already have or what are they looking for? So they really are looking for your social security number if they don't already have it, the, your address if they don't already have it, might maybe some medical information if they don't already have it. A lot of times they have information that they found in other ways. So either on the black market, during a data breach, anything like that. And they're trying to build a profile on you. So then they could steal your identity, open accounts in your name, and it could do some real detrimental damage to your identity. And the recovery process is very long for that. Mm. Yeah, I've I've heard of one that they call, they already know your name. They have, they say they're from a specific credit card company and they even mm-hmm. read you your card number. Right. And they just say, we just feel that we're worried about some transaction online and we want to make sure that it's not fraudulent. Can you just confirm that you have your card in your possession by giving us the pin number on the back? Mm, right. If you, even if you think of a receipt from Target, so you purchase mm-hmm. something at Target and you get a receipt, how much information is on that? It might have your name, the last four of your card number. It has the city and state of the Target you went to. Mm-hmm. So it could potentially put you in a location. And so if someone were to call and say, um, I'm just verifying a purchase that you made at Target card number ending in blah, blah, blah in the city and state. And you are afraid your credit card or your bank card is going to be turned off if you don't confirm that purchase. You might give them more information thinking they already have it. So in that case, uh, best best practice would be to hang up and ignore them? or Right. Again, hang up. On that call, if you do think there's an issue with a payment or a card, call the financial institution directly, verify that way. Okay, good. You've likely met or heard of people who've gone through some horrific scams. Is there one major driver in uh, something that drives you day in, day out to do what you do? I think hearing those stories about, I almost fell for the scam. Mm -hmm. or I know exactly what you're talking about. And I helped 
my grandma not fall for the scam. That really, those stories about proactive measures really help me to continue to educate people on scams because the story, the heartbreaking stories will keep you up at at night. Mm -hmm. They are so detrimental to people who are so vulnerable and it just, the work that we can put into to the proactive, the education beforehand, doing your research is really what helps keep all of this going. That's great. Well, can you give us one bit of practical advice, one step, one thing that you would like our listeners uh, to remember or that you would recommend to them today? Be skeptical. Have your guard up. If you get a phone call out of the blue, text message, anything, make sure your guard is up. Don't act quickly and talk about what's going on so you can help educate others. Excellent. Great advice. Thank you, Rebecca. And how can our listeners find you online if they want to look you up? Head on over to trust-bbb.org. Excellent. Well, thank you, Rebecca Barr from the Better Business Bureau. We appreciate you, uh, our listeners today, for joining us about some of the classic red flags that all scams have in common. Thank you. Please find us on, you're very welcome. Please find us online and uh, listen to our next episode and appreciate you joining us.